0: Uh, today, we'll have—I'll uh, uh, deliver a lecture on um, uh, on uh, consideration of individual communications by treaty bodies uh, w- within the system of the United Nations. I would like to say in the very beginning <coughs> that treaty bodies are very specific institutions uh, within the system of the United Nations, and probably in the very beginning, uh, they were not considered to be a part of the United Nations, although attached to uh, to the United Nations closely. Uh, But in reality, even today, um, treaty bodies are not charter Uh, bodies for the United Nations, neither specialized agencies or any other organization or uh, body uh, within the United Nations. But it's of course, it's it's attached closely, and in my opinion, inseparably to the United Nations for different reasons first of all because all these conventions or uh, covenants are adopted within the United Nations and uh, adopted usually adopted by the um, general Assembly then uh, signed uh, by uh, and ratified by states parties or acceded by states parties to the United nations and according to uh, these instruments uh, Parties might be only states members of the United Nations. It's very important. Of course, today, almost all countries are members of the United states, uh, Nations, but there are certain uh, countries who proclaim themselves as a state, but who are not recognized by many, country, by many other states, or majority of states, or no, uh, none of the states, uh, but anyway, if they cannot be a member of uh, the United Nations, we do not uh, discuss all this, but they cannot join uh, any of the international instruments. Uh, it's important for us, so from that point of view, we're attached. Uh, then, uh, in the very beginning, just probably, it was considered to have um, these treaty bodies separately. Uh, for example, in our convention, I mean, the Convention on the National of Russia Discrimination, I say, uh, I- I'm sorry, just saying, um, just not explaining why I'm saying Awa uh, because I'm a member of the uh, committee on the National Freshwater Discrimination for quite a long period of time. So that's uh, that's why usually I say Awa. Although we may uh, we may interpret it in this way that Awa Awa belonging to all people as a Convention protecting human rights. So, <coughs> uh, so returning to, our, uh, to the conventional, uh, to International Convention on the Elimination of Racial Discrimination, I would like to say that uh, it, uh, uh, it uh, provi- provides even for a special fund, just for funding, um, uh, for funding uh, activities of uh, the committee. So, in the very beginning, it was considered that it will be a separate fund, separate from the United Nations budget. Now all the committees are funded from the regular United Nations budget, uh, and of course, um, of course, uh, it depends. Uh, any state um, party makes uh, its contribution to the United Nations budget, uh, also according to the membership and many, many other, uh, many, many other positions and conditions, and that is why where. Uh, Funded not uh, funded by the same states' parties but through the regular United Nations budget. And it's important just to stress that our Secretariat, the Secretariat of the Committee's, uh, the Secretariat of Treaty Bodies, uh, is a part of the Secretariat of the United Nations, and actually uh, it's a part of the Office of the High Commissioner on Human Rights. And just I would like to say that uh, we are members of the uh, Treaty Bodies, Uh, considered to be experts of uh, the Office of uh, the High Commission on Human Rights. It's also important just to stress. So, that's why today we are within the system of the United Nations, that's important just to say, but we have a very specific uh, place in the system where just very specific bodies from that point of view. Uh, and I would like just to say that uh, in the very beginning, why, why it's so important to say that just attachment to the United Nations, uh, uh, m- m- uh, their committees, uh, the treaty bodies appeared uh, as a part of the, moni- uh, as the mo- uh, monitoring, uh, monitoring mechanisms uh, uh, dealing with human rights. It's important to say that in the very beginning, uh, especially when the uh, United Nations Charter was adopted, it has a provision um, uh, which uh, reads promotion of human rights as one of the main purposes of the United Nations. Uh, it's important to say that uh, it is necessary not only to proclaim, but as well to monitor the fulfillment of the state's party's obligation. So, from that point of view, especially after adoption, after p- adoption of the Universal uh, Universal Declaration on Human Rights, uh, which is a um, UN General Assembly um, resolution. That means it uh, doesn't have a binding uh, effect upon uh, the upon the uh, states parties. Uh, but that is why it, it was necessary just to elaborate a, some kind of a mechanism based upon upon uh, International instruments, which are binding for the states parties, and that's why um, new instruments has been uh, new instruments were drafted. Now it's just were drafted and later adopted. The two covenants. In the very beginning, it was one covenant on human rights. Later, it was split in two covenants: uh, covenant on um, political on uh, civil and political rights, and covenant on the economic. Uh, uh, social and cultural rights, and uh, in parallel, uh, uh, the Convention or International Convention on the Elimination of Racial Discrimination was drafted and adopted even earlier than, uh, than uh, uh, both of covenants, and entered into force also too early uh, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, 1970, uh, which is also important, and uh, since uh, since the very beginning, this convention has provisions on the committee as a monitoring body, which is supposed just to follow the follow the fulfillment fulfillment of the conventional provisions by the by the states parties. Uh, the monitoring mechanism uh, mechanism dated back to the ECOSOS resolution of uh, 1956 uh, which uh, presupposed uh, that uh, a group of experts uh, should be set up uh, to consider uh, states parties uh, reports but there is no any conventional basis or treaty basis under this uh, decision so that's why it was very beginning uh, which later uh, and later uh, uh, this idea was converted into uh, the uh, committee on the Nation of uh, the committee on the economic, social, and cultural rights. But I'll say about this a little bit later. Uh, so uh, this treaty, uh, these new instruments, uh, made a uh, solid basis, legal basis uh, for appearance of such treaty bodies, and it's it's important just to stress. Uh, so, but it's important to say that since at the very beginning, uh, the main idea was a monitoring, and uh, as the main uh, the main mechanism to monitor uh, the uh, human rights promotion in certain countries is just uh, to review uh, periodic reports of the states parties. Uh, the idea uh, the idea of uh, the individual communication consideration might be considered as a very um, uh, uh, very unusual in this period of time, at least um, many, uh, at, at least uh, in the conventional Nation of racial discrimination, it is said that only those states who uh, made special declarations under its Article 14, uh, recognizing the jurisdiction of the committee, are subject to, uh, uh, are subject to have certain individual communications uh, sent by their citizens, or well, so or any people just considered in the committee. Uh, what about uh, the covenant? Uh, it has even an, option, uh, an uh, optional uh, protocol to the convention dealing with the consideration of individual communication. So it means, uh, and it meant, that states parties should uh, specially Join uh, uh, in the beginning, sign and ratify a letter. Uh, later, accede to this optional protocol, just to recognize uh, the right of the uh, the right of the committee uh, of, on human rights to consider individual communication. So, in any case, the uh, states parties and uh, instruments uh, uh, has some special uh, special uh mechanism special actions which should be taken by the state party to give uh, uh, to give uh, the jurisdiction to the, uh, to this or that committee. In general, uh, in the 20th century, only three committees had such uh, such a jurisdiction over individual communications. This is just the committee on uh, human rights, the committee on elimination of racial discrimination, and committee on uh, uh, and committee against torture. Only them had the right to consider individual communications. And by the way, uh, these provisions also came... Uh, also entered into force uh, in different times. For example, what about the optional protocol to the covenant on um, civil and political rights? It came into force uh, almost immediately or along with the, uh, with the covenant itself. And so, since, uh, uh, so it was in uh, 1996, and the committee began to work in 1977, uh, what about the uh, right of the Committee on the Mission of Racial Discrimination? Only by uh, 1982, uh, when uh, it acquired uh, 10 declarations under, article, under its Article uh, 14, uh, just to uh, have the right to, con- uh, to consider individual communications. Uh, and uh, uh, only in 1985. When the first individual communication arrived to, uh, to, to, to the committee. Uh, and only in the 21st century, uh, many other committees deci- uh, were just allowed or were entitled, first of all, not allowed, but entitled, first of all, just to consider indi- individual communication. For example, uh, in uh, 2000, in the year of 2000, uh, uh, an optional protocol to the Uh, to the Convention on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women entered into force. And so uh, this committee also was entitled to consider individual communications. Uh, Then uh, optional protocols to uh, the Convention uh, on the Right of a Child uh, also entered into force. Uh, Optional protocol to the uh, Covenant on Economic, uh, uh, Social and Cultural Rights It entered into force in 2013. Uh, Certain new um, instruments had some special uh, provisions inside it, for example, a a convention uh, on the enforced disappearance had um, uh, had an Article uh, 31, but states' parties also supposed to make uh, special declarations under this article to recognize the jurisdiction of the committee. Uh, so, what about the uh, Convention on the Rights of the People with Disabilities? Uh, only... Uh, it, it was decided that there should be an optional protocol. I don't know why it was that the decisions of the states parties just to divide in these two different groups, just to uh, introduce a special article into, the, uh, into uh, the specific instrument, or making this special protocol, I don't know, but it's interesting to, know, to notice that there are two uh, different ways just to give uh, jurisdiction to, uh, to the committee. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, the statistics of the consideration of individual communications are also different. Um, what, what, what about the Committee on the Human Rights Is the most popular among people, just to send them uh, their individual communications? It's several thousand uh, communications up to the moment. Not all of them um, uh, have already been considered, uh, some of them pending. Uh, some of them uh, recognized as inadmissible, but anyway, uh, that amount of money that they uh, received. Uh, uh, so the second, uh, uh, the, the, the second place uh, takes the committee um, a- against torture. Uh, it's also around 1,000, um, uh, 1,000 individual communications. Other committees just uh, have with less. For example, the Committee on the Elimination of Racial Discrimination less than one, 100 individual communications uh, during its all existence. Uh, the Committee, uh, the CEDAW Committee on Elimination of um, Discrimination Against Women, uh, also less than 100. But what about the Committee uh, of the Rights of People with Disabilities? Uh, the quantity of communications is just is increasing all the time. Uh, it's, it became also quite uh, quite popular. Uh, so we now we have ten uh, treaty bodies. Among them, the only one who have a very specific uh, mission. It's just a subcommittee on the nation of torture. I don't uh, go further in this direction. It has completely different uh, methods of work. Uh, but what about other uh, nine committees? Um, they uh, o- uh, ten of the oh sorry uh, eight of nine have, uh, have uh, their jurisdiction over their individual communications. Uh, only one committee, this is Committee on the Rights of uh, Migrant Workers, who still uh, is not entitled, because uh, also the Convention on the Rights of uh, the Migrant Workers and members of their family has an Article 77 uh, under which um, states' parties uh, should make special declaration Recognizing the jurisdiction of the committee, and the minimum of uh, uh, minimum of declarations uh, is prescribed as much as ten. But unfortunately, still uh, or fortunately, I don't know. Why. I don't mean just to make any assessment: uh, what is bad, what is good in this situation. But still, <coughs> it doesn't have uh, ten declarations under this article, and so that is why um, there th- th- there is no any. Jurisdiction. There is no possibility to send uh, 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 to send individual communication to this uh, to this uh, committee. Al- although although uh, the rules of procedure of each committee is, com- is quite different, but uh, I-, I would like, but it's possible just to make a certain generalization and just try to compare these rules. They are more or less comparable and more or less the same. Because this is just the same procedure and uh, the same uh, work with individual communications, but there are some um, you know, some uh, specificity. Uh, for example, certain uh, uh, c- c- certain con- uh, conventions or covenants uh, or rules of procedure have uh, some specific uh, some specific uh, limits, time limit, for example. Uh, you know, the committee, uh, the Convention on the Elimination of uh, Racial Discrimination, for example. Prescribes that uh, uh, only six months after uh, the uh, uh, after uh, the uh, domestic remedies have been uh, exhausted, uh, an individual may send a communication to the state uh, uh, to the committee. Um, Other conventions uh, have a little bit longer periods. For example, uh, Optional Protocol to the to the uh, 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 International Covenant. On economic, uh, social, and cultural rights, just makes a uh, time limit of one year after the uh, after um, uh, all the uh, domestic remedies have been exhausted, and uh, the same uh, provision has the uh, uh, has the optional protocol uh, to the uh, Convention on the Rights of the Child. It's just uh, it's. Uh, 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 it's Article 7 um, uh, Part A uh, point H uh, which uh, made such a prescri- uh, which has such a provision, uh, also one year after the, uh, after the domestic remedies have been exhausted. Uh, what about the Committee on the Rights uh, uh, the Human Rights Committee, which is the, mo- the most popular, as I said, um, its uh, rules of Procedure has uh, uh, have certain limits. It is said that uh, because the Optional Protocol uh, knows nothing about the time limits, but uh, they decided that it's better just to have certain provisions just to avoid any kind of legal uncertainty. And that is why it was said that uh, if it is more than five years after uh, all the domestic remedies have been exhausted, uh, it might not be Considered as admissible to the committee, or three years after the international inquiry, or uh, certain same uh, procedures. Uh, it's important to say, but even uh, even if uh, this uh, uh, even uh, if this time limit uh, has been exceeded, the committee may, in certain uh, cases, uh, consider consider uh, the communication um, as admissible uh, for different reasons if it is if it is explained. So then what is the most important not only time limits but as well as i said what is important that all domestic remedies should be exhausted before the committees may consider these cases so that's why it's also important just to explain that they've been exhausted then attitude to them to the victim it should be the victim herself or himself who are sending uh, individual communications uh, but sometimes an applicant might be some other uh, person a relative or other Person who may uh, who may send um, a communication. Uh, it may happen, for example, in the case when a person is just uh, is placed, is just deprived of uh, liberty, uh, being just uh, being placed to a jail or prison, any place um, any place where his or her uh, possibilities just to communicate with. A, uh, where the outer world uh, is uh, limited or impossible at all. Or sometimes if people are just... Uh, uh, if people is, uh, are sick and just placed to the hospital and so on and so forth. So, from that point of view, sometimes um, a victim and applicant uh, is the same person, but sometimes uh, they may, might be different persons. And in this case, an applicant should prove uh, the right to... Uh, to uh, be a representative of uh, a sp- uh, of a victim, uh, it's important just to say that sometimes it is quite enough just to have uh, to have powers uh, author- or authorization from the victim. But sometimes, when it is possible, there should be explanations why the victim cannot uh, provide such document. Uh, then, as well as in many cases, a uh, lawyers uh, involved uh, as a legal counsel, but uh, there. Uh, and their powers and their authorization is completely different, and I don't mean just to go further in this direction. They're just uh, they are doing completely different uh, work. They're not applicants and they're not authors of, uh, their, uh, of uh, their communication, and their role is completely different. Uh, then, uh, what I would like to say uh, after, receiving, after receiving a communication, there is a possibility for the Secretary just to check if uh, all the documents which are prescribed. In uh, rules of pro- in, uh, the conventions, covenants, and rules of procedure of several committees, of specific committees, have been just uh, f- uh, uh, in line uh, with uh, what they received as uh, as a pa- as uh, uh, in the annexes to the to the individual communication. If some documents, uh, in the case of lack, some documents, they may send or uh, in not only may they should send. Uh, a letter to the applicant, to the author of the communication, asking just to fill certain gaps. And uh, usually it is considered just to be to have enough... Uh, to have one hour of waiting... If uh, one uh, year of waiting. If one where uh, he's been exhausted, uh, the communication might... Uh, the case might be uh, dismissed, after all, because uh, an applicant um, shows no interest to the uh, further proceedings. Uh, then. Uh, when everything is okay, just from the formal point of view, it was submitted to the committee, and usually it's just a rapporteur or a special working group on communications who work on it, uh, preparing their uh, preparing their opinion, uh, then just present it to the committee. This is the committee who decides the admissibility of the individual communication. The most important in the first place is admissibility, and I say there are certain uh, certain uh, limits. Um, uh, ratione materia, ratione um, temporis, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, ratione persone, uh, which might be uh, which which may bring uh, their communication uh, to the admissibility uh, by the committee. But anyway, it should be just uh, explained all this. But even before, uh, the secretariat s- uh, send a uh, communication to the state party involved just to receive their uh, their reaction and then sent back to the, uh, to the author of the communication just to receive some comments, then back to the state party. So, usually it's just uh, uh, to the state party receiving their comment, and then back to the, uh, to the author of the communication. Then it was decided, usually, just for the economy of time, for the, um, just for, to save the time, uh, it would just in one session, in many cases, in one meeting was decided uh, the admissibility and... Uh, beginning or decision on the merits. But in any case, there should be a decision on admissibility of uh, the communication, uh, which should precede uh, their decision on merits. Uh, So, uh, then, uh, in the majority of cases, the committees use uh, uh, a written procedure. They do not speak to people, in many cases, they just work on the written uh, on the uh, written materials, papers, and so on, so documents that were sent, the committees has no right uh, to assess uh, uh, to assess the interpretation of domestic laws or uh, uh, consistency between the constitution and the domestic laws, and so on, so forth. Um, the committees uh, do not assess the facts; they consider that all the facts have been assessed and proved in the uh, in the court decisions. And so, from that point of view, it's also considered to be very important just to have all these um, preliminary uh, considerations. Uh, then, what the committees decide if, uh, it, it is if, uh, if there is any violation of the convention? Because in many cases, even if, uh, even if uh, this or that uh, communication is considered to be admissible, that does mean that uh, the convention has been violated, and so the committee adopts a specific decision exp- explaining if it is violated uh, why and if it is not violated also why um, but i would like to say that two committees and their rules of procedure has a specific provisions dealing with some elements of oral procedure as well so called hearings although these hearings uh, uh, realized uh, or should realize, uh, should be realized uh, in uh, uh, in private meetings of the committees. There's two committees: there's a Committee Against Torture and Committee on Elimination of Racial Discrimination. But in the majority of cases, they do not use these provisions. Uh, only once, the Committee Against Torture in 2012 uh, just uh, organized such hearings because the state party uh, asked them to do so. Um, but uh, but, uh, uh, but uh, I would like to say that we may call these provisions a slipping. It does mean. That if these provisions uh, ha- have not been uh, applied to the moment, it does mean that they uh, will not be applied in the future. It's very important because it's dealing with many other provisions of the covenants and conventions, and I would like just to draw the, uh, attention to this. I don't have enough time just to explain all these um, things, but it's important just to point out. Uh, then, in any case, uh, when the decision of the committee on the merits has been adopted, it, is, it has uh, it has a character of a recommendation. It's very important just to stress, so that's why usually it's called. Uh, there are also different names for these uh, uh, decisions. Uh, Committee on Elimination of Discrimination adopts opinion. A commi- uh, uh, many other committees uh, adopt views. So, just to stress that it is uh, something which is uh, not binding to, uh, for the states. But I would like to say that even though uh, these recommendations are not binding, it uh, does mean uh, uh, that they that they have no uh, legal significance. Uh, I call it... Uh, usually I call when it is just a binding document, of course, it has legal force. In this case, we shouldn't use the word legal force, but we should use the uh, word legal significance. Because if the state parties received... Um, uh, re- re- uh, received a decision of the committee that uh, uh, this or that uh, international instruments has been violated by the state party, it should take some measures. Otherwise, it will be just against the will of this, uh, of this specific state party uh, expressed when the state party uh, jo- uh, joined by ratification or by ascension uh, to, the, uh, to the international instrument. Uh, they empowered um, as, uh, they empowered the committees the treaty bodies just to make certain conclusions on the or non violation, violation of uh, the international instruments so that, that is why they are interested they should be interested in receiving uh, ass- assessments from the committee uh, decisions on its uh, on its uh, uh, application on its uh, consistency with the provisions of the committee so in many cases uh, uh, States parties, uh, states parties agree and uh, take certain measures. By the way, sometimes the committee, just in the very beginning uh, of their consideration, may adopt as well interim measures uh, and may withdraw inter- interim measures in any, um, at a- a- in any stage of the proceedings. It's also important just to stress. But when uh, the decision is final, I'd like to say it's completely different from the court procedure, so that's why uh, the decision of the Committee on Merits uh, is final. There is no any possibility um, to appeal against it, and then, but because it, is, it has a, recomm- a, a character of recommendation, and because in nature and because, uh, as I said, it's not a court of justice; it's a completely it's a monitoring body. But in any case, there is a follow-up procedure, <coughs> which follow all the committees just to monitor the you know, fulfilment of its recommendation, including the recommendation on. Uh, individual communications. Sometimes state parties just fulfill such recommendations, sometimes they um, are a little bit reluctant to, fu- uh, to fulfill them, just to follow these recommendations. That is why there are letters sending them, sa- uh, uh, receiving answers, and just uh, continuing monitoring this. Sometimes uh, uh, certain uh, committees may raise issues during, the consider- uh, during their view, examination, of the periodic reports, as well, of the same state parties. But in any way, there is a follow-up procedure, and only when uh, all the measures recommended by, this, uh, by uh, the, the, this or that committee just to take... Uh, is, uh, take has been uh, uh, taken, uh, the committee may um, close the case saying that's okay. Just in the very, uh, very few final words, just saying that, of course, uh, different committees have different um, uh ways of work as I said there's peculiarities of procedures and, so and so forth so that's why because we have um, ten committees eight of them uh, have a communication uh, individual communication uh, con- uh, consideration procedures uh, they are different they have different traditions for example uh, human rights Com- uh, committee uh, in many cases has a Uh, a dissent or concurrent opinions Uh, the Committee on Elimination of Discrimination only once faced uh, in 2013 that one of the members decided just to write a a dissent opinion and only once we had uh, some kind of footnote Uh, in the other case that one of the members of the committee uh, decided not to to take part in voting during their consideration during the consideration of this individual uh, committee and so that is why states parties of course are interested in um, harmonization of work, but it's very difficult to, uh, to harmonize uh, in uh, the existence of so many uh, different instruments, and sometimes even their language uh, do not coincide. And uh, although we are facing the same uh, uh, the, uh, the same f- uh, phenomena, but they are called in different ways. There are some peculiarities of provisions. So that is why, when in, 2000, uh, in 2005, uh, proposal, suggestion appeared that there should be created a unique uh, body for the consideration of individual communications that was rejected by many states' parties uh, and even... Uh, and by the committees and even those who are um, probably in favor were hesitating because it's necessary to adopt, it uh, may create a certain uh, legal uncertainty because it's necessary just to adopt some uh, new optional protocol regulating all these possibilities, just for uh, different states' parties to recognize its jurisdiction. And then there is also uh, confidentiality. All the uh, procedure in... um, uh, all the individual communication procedure inside the committee is confidential till um, uh, the decision is adopted and uh, publicized. So, from that point of view, uh, it's it's, it's impossible, for example, just avoiding all this legal uh, basis just to uh, ju- just to create such, such a body, because many parties... Ma- ma- many individuals are sending their communications uh, just to a specific treaty body, and they're uh, waiting for the reaction of a specific treaty body. So, that means that nobody else, including those respected members of other, of other treaty bodies, may have access to this documentation. So, uh, that is why in 2013, even earlier, in 2012, uh, there appeared some kind of a proposal to create a a uh, common working group on communications, just to consider um, uh, on, a, uh, on a preliminary basis uh, certain issues just of the, um, on the individual communications. But it was also considered to be impossible for the same reasons, because uh, uh, just this working group is supposed just to be created uh, by... Uh, to be, uh, be uh, composed uh, of uh, different members of different committees, but it's also impossible because of this confidentiality. And although it was in the report of the, uh, of the High Commissioner on Human Rights during the famous, uh, famous uh, General Assembly session when there was a, adopted a resolution on the strengthening treaty bodies uh, process, uh, many are quite skeptical about uh, such a possibility, and still it is a proposal, although this, uh, this idea is still uh, is, uh, very hypothetical. So I'd like to say that we are, uh, we're developing, all uh, developing, and the committee is developing, and there are different approaches to the victim and to the, um, uh, to the it's also interpretative. Uh, uh, there's new, uh, the committees construe in an interpretive manner, in a developing manner, many provisions, so that's why there's also a pro- different approach to so called indirect discrimination or indirect violation of this or that right, which are not explicitly uh, provided for by the uh, international instruments. So, that is why we need just uh, uh, to develop and we need a more uh, interest and more a- uh, attention to the uh, work of the treaty bodies, just to, um, uh, to, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to understand how they work and how we may develop uh, their work uh, in the future.